0: score you need silly underdog picks there's no need to fear underdog is here it may be a long shot but it's all you've got it's time to pick your dark horse now not your nose this is silly underdog picks brought to you by volunteer Jose and gasket silly underdog picks now oh. darren donick and chase underdog. there's no need to fear underdog is uh, here underdog is here Ooh.
1: Ooh, there's a need to fear Hour number three,
2: Darren, Donnick, and Chase live at Pete and Terry's Tavern as the lunch crowd assembles. Good crowd in here getting ready tonight for the Predators and the Capitals. We're on the Sobro entrance of Bridgestone Arena. Seven o'clock puck drop off pregame for you starting at six and everything heard right here on ESPN 1025, the game. Darren McFarland, Willie Donnick, Chase McCabe alongside. We say hello to our esteemed panel. We start with the defending champ. Let's go down to Rutherford County. Kelly Holcomb. It's who Baker Mayfield is striving to be, a great Browns quarterback. Of course, now he's a part of Riverdale. His son is a quarterback down there for the Warriors. Kelly, how the heck are you?
3: I'm good, man. It looks like the Browns still can't get right.
2: Um. It looks like the same old stuff at times, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, it does. I think San Francisco's pretty good, though, guys. I mean, they got speed at every position. It's crazy how good they are.
2: Okay, so when you see Baker Mayfield, what do you see? Rex Ryan called him overrated. He's really good one week and sometimes really bad another week. What do you see when you watch Baker Mayfield?
3: I think he tried, I think right now he's trying to, I mean, it's an adjustment to the pro game. I think he's trying to learn the pro game. He, you know, there were things that he could get away with in college that you can't in the pros. I mean, they're going to, they're going to study you. They're going to keep you in the pocket. They're going to make you throw the football. And he is, you know, he can throw the football, but a lot of times he, you know, he, he misses guys or he's taking off running when he doesn't need to. I think Russell Wilson is one of the best guys ever to do that because he, he takes, he takes off running when it's, you know when it helps him not just take off running to run sometimes and i think baker gets kind of he's into that right now so he's got to get out of that
2: i gotta be honest that i want to know through from a quarterback's eyes a guy who played the position that throw russell wilson made last thursday night to tyler lockett in the back of the end zone i mean there's not very many guys that can make that can is there
3: well i mean you know uh, there, there was a there was a play where Ben Roethlisberger, I think they were, when they were playing the Arizona Cardinals, and he threw that ball in the back of the end zone. I forget who the receiver was, what, it, what his name was. Santonio San uh, Holmes. Santonio San Holmes. And, and he threw that ball, and where only he could get it. I mean, that's a once-in-a-lifetime throw. So, you know, I, I, I think I was still playing, and I told our quarterback coach, there's no way that he actually saw that guy that was trying to come and intercept that ball. And he was like, oh, he saw him, he saw him, and I just don't believe it. I'm still not going to believe it, you know. And, and, you know, that was one of the throws the other night with Russell Wilson. I mean, you know, you just throw it to where you think he's going to be. And, you know, after the ball leaves your hand, you don't know. That's one of those amazing plays that, you know. And hey, we've all made them at some point in our life. And you, don't, you say, well, I don't know how I just did that.
2: <laughs> we'll see if uh, our next panelist has ever caught a ball like that. d Derek Mason is on the line with us. Do you, Mace, have you ever made a catch like Tyler Lockett made last Thursday in the back of the end zone, getting both feet inbounds?
0: Uh, I'm pretty sure I have. Um, do I remember it? Uh, probably not. <laughs> but, no, I'm pretty sure. I mean, like, like Kelly said, it's one of those things where, you know, when it happens, you don't think about it, then you go back and watch the film and you, you figure, like, man, one, how did the quarterback get it there? Then, two, like, man, how did I, how did I even make that catch? I guess it's just you're just so zoned in. You don't think about it, you know, when it's actually happening You don't think about it until you actually see the film of it.
2: Right. Good point. Uh, Forever Titan, Chris Sanders. And I got a text. I guess it was AKA Sunday morning, um, not Saturday night, whenever he texted me and said uh, there's a new sheriff in town. So I guess that was directed at Kelly Holcomb. But... Uh, that was my message from Chris Sanders. That there's a new sheriff in town. Chris,
4: how you doing?
0: Hey, how y'all doing? Y'all doing all right? Y'all good? Hey, bud. Y'all all right? Yeah. Not
4: yeah, as good yeah, as you yeah. are. Somebody's very chipper. Somebody's yeah. hey. very
3: chipper. Kelly, thanks for taking me back too. Appreciate it. Hey, no, no, big deal, dog. No big deal. Love you, man. Love you. Hey, good job. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, man. Oh,
1: Appreciate you. Brother. Listen, <laughs> we laughed at him with that pick, and it, it worked out. Wow. It did. Thanks, Congratulations.
4: Hey, we will get to that in a moment. Hey, you,
0: wow! I, I did this last time. You remember when somebody does something good and they drop the mic? Okay, I'm about to drop the phone so y'all can get a taste of it. <laughs> <laughs> there we go a
1: <laughs> I hope you cracked your screen. Uh, thanks, I, I was. Hey, <laughs> is, that a, is that a landline or a cell phone there? <laughs>
2: Or a pay phone. <laughs> yeah. Not sure. The work phone.
4: phone.
2: <laughs> uh, usually we're accustomed to our next panelist getting a patty or manicure or something during this time slot. He's usually not with us, but for some reason they must be all booked up today around lunchtime. Nick Kale is on the line from Morning Drive. Nick, how are you?
3: Bmac, my cuticles have never looked better before. <laughs> Such and a oh, diva. By the way, I, I can too say that I've made a catch like that, like with uh, Tyler Lockett. I did it a couple of weeks ago on the Xbox. I just hit the Y button.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you know what that feeling was like. I do. Yeah, all right. Uh, okay, with all that being said, I guess. <laughs> This is the part where we have to review. Yeah, you've stalled long enough, haven't you? Darren,
1: Darren, you want to go get something to drink real quick? Yeah, let's (laughs) let's go order some food here.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Willie, the floor is yours. All right.
4: Oh, Willie D. Willie D. I'm awake. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your commissioner speaking. Oh, yes. So official. Welcome back to Silly Underdog Picks, presented by Volunteer Hose and Gasket. First, let's check our online contest from TheGameNashville.com. Once again, a very popular week of play. Let's give you the most popular picks first from our audience. 27%, by far the most popular pick. They took the Vanderbilt I'm sorry, what did you say? <laughs> the
2: Vanderbilt uh, <laughs> no, Down no. at Ole Miss. I think I, I think you were saying the Vanderbilt
4: Commodores? Yeah, they, they died with me. But the Vanderbilt Commodores were by far the most popular pick, and they did not score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we know how that one went. The second most popular pick was Virginia Tech, an underdog at Miami, and uh, the Hokies pulled that one out, 42-35. to 35, So the audience got a win there by going with the popular pick. And then 16% took Northwestern. It was a dog at Nebraska. Nebraska kicked a field goal on the final play of the game to win. So that was not a win. And that was also a pick uh, from our panel, which we'll get to in a moment. Congratulations to our winner. Scott Anderson from Durham, North Carolina, actually won the whole thing, but not eligible to win the local prize. Not eligible. So we went with number two, Troy Hills. No, I'm sorry, Troy Hillis from Smyrna, Tennessee. Your neck of the woods, Darren. Do you know Troy? Is he, so he related to Peyton Hillis? I mean, he's right around <laughs> the corner from you. Maybe you need to consult Troy because he had 37 points. Wow. And he is heading to the Music City Bowl thanks nice. to his victory. So congratulations to Troy. Now let's get to the panel. Week six started with Nick Kale, who was absent last week. He went into the Big Ten and selected the Rutgers Scarlet Knights, a twelve-point dog playing at home against Maryland, which was immediately I, panned by me by the audience. I yeah.
2: said that is a horrific pick. That is not going to work.
4: Those were my exact words,
2: coming from a guy who hasn't picked
4: one right. Yeah, uh, but Didn't you really weren't mean much. You were right on this one. Rutgers got pummeled at home, forty-eight to seven. Good D Mace, how are you? <laughs> 48-7 <laughs> was the final. So Nick drops to 2-4, and, and his point total stays at 10 and a half. So, Nick, the Scarlet Knights, what the heck?
1: No,
0: I What's like?
4: What is going on? <laughs> is Derek going through the drive-thru right now? <laughs> 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 What's it do? No,
0: man, I'm I just definitely working out, man. I'm getting me something of the You got on that James oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear y'all anyway, man. <laughs> okay. So go ahead well, that's, and crack it up and everything,
4: yeah. So I'm going to guess Thank Rutgers uh, will not be the pick this week for Nick. Derek Mason had the next pick, and as we mentioned, his one right down to the wire. He had Northwestern a 7.5-point dog at Nebraska. It was 10-10 on the final play of the game. Nebraska, who missed the game-winning kick earlier in the season against Colorado, to give a victory to Chris Sanders. This time they make the kick, and they make a loser out of Derek. 13-10 is the final. Derek, you were right there tasting victory, but you dropped to 2-4. and four. You and Nick each with 10.5 points each in a tie for third.
0: Yeah, that was a heartbreaker, man. I thought I, I thought I for sure had a victory. But you know what? This wasn't in the cards for me last week, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be in the cards for me this week. Oh,
4: well, you have the first pick, d so be ready for that.
0: Absolutely.
4: <laughs> Kelly Holcomb continued his strategy with the lead in the contest of playing it short, going for short point gains. He selected Cincinnati, a three-and-a-half point home dog against UCF, the Golden Knights, as opposed to the Scarlet Knights from Rutgers. And sure enough, the Bearcats continue their impressive season so far under Luke Fickle. 27-24, they win it. Kelly is five and one, five wins outright, and he goes to twenty six and a half points. So, congratulations to Kelly. He's on fire. Kelly, great job. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: easy, easy, easy there, hey, go Bearcats! Here we go, go Bearcats! But I guess, I guess I'm going to have to change my strategy a little bit. I don't know how much, but I don't, yes. I don't know if it'll be this week.
4: Well, we will get to that in a moment because there has bear been a little bit of sea good. change here. But not from Chase McCabe. He had the fourth pick. He went with the Commodores. Seven-point dog down in Oxford against Ole Miss. 10-6 at the half. And Vanderbilt brought nothing to the table in the second half. 31-6, the final. Chase drops to 0-6. Yeah. Yeah. I as give it your all,
1: Thanks, Coach. you
4: welcome. Appreciate it. As long as he gave it his all. So, Chase, you have gone down with Tennessee – You've gone down with Vanderbilt. Yeah. You've gone down with Middle Tennessee. By the way, he
2: keeps singing the
1: songs. I do. I am. Well. Uh, I am going to go ahead and say, uh, for the remainder of the year, I will not pick a, a, a team might out be, of the state of Tennessee. You're not going to go local anymore. No, we're going to. We're just going to move on. venture Venture There are 49 other states we're going to try. those. <laughs> Thank okay. you, I Appreciate it. Well, Thank there's you. a couple other states you All went right, down into, but
4: yeah. That w- that brings us to Chris Sanders.
0: Oh. Okay.
4: He selected. <laughs> how about this? The Stanford Cardinal. 16-and-a-half point dogs playing at home against the Washington Huskies. Ridiculous. The week before, he went against the Huskies as well with the Southern Cal Trojans. That did not work, but the second time, the second try, the Cardinal not only won, but they won with a sound victory, 23-13, grinded it out in the second half. Washington never really got a chance. So Chris evens his record at 3-and-3, but more importantly, with the big boost, he vaults into the lead. With twenty nine points after six weeks. Chris, congratulations. This man, is some rookie magic you got going here. Man,
0: I appreciate it, man. You know, you know, I just played the win the game. You know, excited. I told my mom about it, got my acceptance speech ready, so good to go.
2: Thanks, coach.
0: Appreciate it. Thank can you. he at least
3: bring his girlfriend on the show next time? I mean can we can he at least do that? I mean, I mean do we all your picks for you. She's making all your picks for you, dude, so can you at least bring her on the show? Yeah, she really is making all the picks by the show. She is. <laughs> and, and why is he on here? Then why? I mean, why? Whatever. But why is he on here? <laughs> yeah, we <a> team.
4: <laughs> it's a Nick, it's a winning team so far. Yeah. It's a team. I mean, honestly,
2: how did you come up with? I mean, Stanford has looked like poo.
4: Okay, okay.
2: all year.
0: I'm gonna I'm give you I'm gonna give you a little insight. We we took a trip down there about five or six years ago, and when when they played a big team and they play at home. And play well. On the road, they play terrible. So I knew the difference. They played
2: well because had a, this is a big game for them. I it. I do it. I got to be honest. Uh, this just feels like with you the guys. Backup, with the backup I, I, quarterback. I feel like there? you're at the horse track and you're like, oh, I like that name. Or that, that jockey's got pretty colors. <laughs> no, <laughs> it just feels like that. Or that's my lucky number. Hey. I'm going with that horse. Well, actually, hey, Darren, you might need to that. do that
0: because
4: how many wins you got? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Maybe I should you, try that.
1: You know I have no comeback, I, so throw
4: yeah, your darts. Yeah. I, get I just, it.
1: I think Chris should bring his girlfriend on the show because I you know am, at this point we've never met her. Okay. We don't even know if this lady exists. She, I mean, wow, you can't
0: see the blow up doll. <laughs> 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 that what
1: we're, <laughs> what we're uh, uh, no, I'm just saying. You know, <laughs> like, maybe she should come on. <laughs> <What the laughs> I don't have a comeback for a blow up doll. Though. <laughs>
4: So it's a side note, with Stanford, with the backup quarterback, why were they a 16-and-a-half point dog? They had their backup quarterback in. He he went 21 for 30 for 293 yards. And then, of course, the Stanford Cardinal have a running back named Cameron Scarlett who rushes for 151 yards, and they win. So Chris is in the lead. That brings us to Darren McFarland. He went with West Virginia, a 10-and-a-half point dog. National spotlight, big game, great crowd, Morgantown against the Texas Longhorns. And it was your typical Big 12 up and down the field, but the Mountaineers got outgunned, 42 to 31. And Darren, you're 0 and 6. Yeah. Thanks. Sorry. I watched I mean, a it, lot of it. I mean, they, you know, they they, they, had they, hung,
2: they hung around for a while. We were
1: monitoring our games at Bridgestone Arena, and we
4: both, you know, felt sorrow together. Yeah. <laughs> sorrow. Felt sorrow. <laughs> All right. So after six weeks. Chris Sanders in the lead, 29 points. Kelly Holcomb, 26 and a half. Then Nick Cale, Derek Mason, 10 and a half. Chase and Darren together at yep. the bottom. Nowhere to go but so up. So we are Zero. 29 points away from the leader? Yeah. Yep. Brr. That's Brr. what it amounts to. Okay. But, you know, we're not even halfway through. Not even halfway through. So we when we come time. back on the other side, the week seven picks from our panel. From here at Pete and Terry's Tavern. At the Sobro entrance of Bridgestone Arena, this is the Silly Underdog Picks presented by Volunteer Hose and Gasket. Silly Underdog Picks presented by Volunteer Hose and Gasket. Week number seven is about to begin. This is your commissioner, Willie Donick speaking.
1: Hello, commissioner.
4: Here is the order of picks. Derek Mason will have the first pick, followed by Kelly Holcomb. The third man in the order will be Chase McCabe at 0-6. The leader, the new leader, Chris Sanders, picking fourth. Darren McFarlane, also Ofer, picking fifth. And then the rookie, Nick Kale, will be in the sixth hole. So, l- let us begin. And I will say for a second straight week, we are on site. And so we will go with Cbsports.com as the official line. And, uh, Kelly, I hope you're not complaining because you keep winning the picks when we've used this site. So, I don't want to hear it. But somehow I think I'm going to. <laughs> so, hey, all silent from the yeah, panel. Hey, everybody's you happy. That's hey. unusual. You, no snipes at the commissioner. So, with that, let's hey, well, turn no, it over.
3: I was going to say something. I didn't know. Hey, I, I talked to George. I talked to our boy George Plaster yesterday, and he said through by proxy that he was with me anything I said about you. So, <laughs> <laughs> messed something up. All right? So, I'm sure this week will be no different. <laughs> uh,
4: So every time I hear from you, I'm actually hearing from two people. It's a a, a (laughs) stereo. I'm hearing it in stereo. Okay. Let's go to Derek Mason, who will make the first pick of Week (laughs) 7. With his backup band, Eddie and the Cruisers.
0: Yes. You know what? I'm going for I'm going for a big chunk. I'm going for a big play. I'm going for here a big Here we boy. go.
2: Your boys. Your here boys. boys. Here we go.
0: Go Spotty. Go Spotty. I'm going for an explosive play right here. We need Spotty. a big we need a big. Spotty. I am te- I am taking the Scarlet Knights of Rutgers <laughs> what? over Indiana. Oh. Rutgers is not as bad as their records indicate and Indiana is not as good as their record indicates. So I'm going, with, I'm going with Rutgers.
2: You realize Rutgers doesn't have a coach. <laughs>
0: it Listen, don't matter. I'm, the I'm, players. I'm going with, I am the coach, okay? <laughs> I'm D-makes. going with Rutgers. I need the points. I'm going big. Go big or go home, okay?
1: 27 oh, and a half? Uh, look, you? I expect this out of, you know, Darren, who's on some pretty good pain meds, but d come Ooh. on. You realize
2: they Listen, just got Rutgers, helmets last week at that program. Rutgers,
0: <laughs> no, you, Rutgers lost both of their three their losses, or I think all four of their losses were against ranked teams, basically. Maryland, um, they lost to two other ranked teams there. And Indiana lost to Michigan State and Ohio State, and they beat some bombs. So, <laughs> I'm thinking Rutgers to win this one.
2: Uh, Rutgers has lost to Iowa, Boston College, Michigan, and Maryland. They beat UMass.
0: Exactly. You're talking, at the time, four ranked teams they lost to.
4: Okay. All right. Rutgers, undaunted. Mace, undaunted by the fact that Rutgers got clubbed last week 48-7. to They are a 27-and-a-half point dog on the road. In Bloomington, Indiana, against the Hoosiers. Okay. Very intriguing pick because, Derek, this could vault you into the lead. You wow. get this. It changes there. It's a game changer. That brings us to Kelly Absolutely. Holcomb. <laughs> Kelly Holcomb has the second. By the pick. way, if
2: this hits, we are drug testing you next <laughs> week. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: Darren, just be glad you're not being drug tested this week <laughs> because uh, you would fail. Oh, I, I probably would. You're yeah. right. All right. So Kelly Holcomb at 5-1 and one, but falling back into second place. Let's see the strategy this week as he takes the podium. He's probably
2: going to do like a two- or three-point game this week. Fill in the heat.
4: Country roads <laughs> take me home
1: to the to place. The place.
3: Okay, Mish, I, I need you right now because I need to know a point spread because since we're going with the CBA, I'm not on that. So, Okay. Uh, I need to go with the most obscure game that's on the board, and that is the louisiana Monroe texas State game. What is the point spread on that? Three. It is three. Okay, all right, so we're going to go with it. We're going to go with the L. McPherson-Texas State Armadillos.
2: That's tonight. <laughs> tonight. Tonight. <laughs>
3: Tonight, on ESPN tonight U. I'm going to say they had two weeks to prepare for Louisiana Monroe, a uh, short week for Louisiana Monroe, so uh, I'm going to say that the Bobcats, I wish it was the Armadillo, but it's the Bobcats of Texas State beat Louisiana Monroe tonight. Isn't
2: that the, the, Texas State is the team that was in the longest yard, right? That's a prison team, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just
3: remember L. McPherson kicking field goals for the Armadillos back in the day. <laughs> that oh, that was
4: necessary roughness. That was unnecessary necessary roughness. roughness. That, that's right. That no, was necessary, necessary roughness. Necessary yeah. roughness, yeah. It was not L. McPherson no. either. It was Kathy Ireland. It so was let's Kathy Let's I get I our Ireland. swimsuit right. models that's correct.
3: Right. It wasn't L. McPherson. It was Kathy Ireland. You're right. That's what I'm going with, guys. Yeah,
2: Texas State. Now that you've learned this new info,
4: do you want to change your pick? <laughs> no, I do not.
3: No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> I'm good. The
4: Texas State Bobcats, and by the way, Kelly gets big props for knowing that they were the Bobcats because I don't think I did. And they are a three-point dog. Google's play, a
1: great thing. Playing
4: at home against the UL Monroe Warhawks. Warhawks. And remember the Monroe Doctrine at all times during this game. On ESPN. U tonight, UL Monroe. That brings us to Chase McCabe, who has the third pick of Week 7.
0: Because long.
4: Baseball teams—they've done that too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, picking it's been the rough, Braves. Picking a rough, the Braves. Rough 48 yeah. hours for yeah. Chase. The 10 run first yesterday.
1: Holy We're gonna turn out. it around. I say that every week. You gonna sing it? No, I'm not singing. <laughs> it. Desperate times call for desperate measures. Any Are you going points? deep? You going deep? Derek I'm, Mason? I'm I'm not going that deep. But well, Bowling <laughs>
2: Green—they're 26 and a half.
1: I'm not going that deep. Underdog. But but you're not going local. I'm not going local. I am going south. Give me the Florida Gators
4: plus 13.5 to LSU. The Florida Gators, who are 6-0 and 0 and ranked number 7 in the country, are a 13.5-point dog playing down low in the bayou against the 5th rank and undefeated LSU Tigers. A big test to see Huge how for test. real the Gators are. Did anybody have that one as a possible pick? Nope. Uh, nope. <laughs> not not believers. <laughs> That's no. negator. No. Not believers. Negator.
1: I mean, what? I, listen. I mean, I'm how many six
4: and six. teams can you take as a thirteen yeah. and a half what, point? What, what What do I have to lose here? I mean, yeah, I, I, just I'm, another game. Exactly. To, <laughs> uh, so, as Kelly pointed out to you guys last week, if you can go 0 and six, you can go 0 and seven. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> so that's, what you, that's what you have to lose. All right, let's go on to the next pick. The big story in the competition so far, after the Stanford Cardinals' huge upset of Washington, Chris Sanders in the lead. He has the fourth pick. Let's see what he's got up his sleeve this week. Yeah.
0: Well, well, guess what? This is who I'm going with. I'm going with Oregon State over Utah.
2: Hmm. Are so, you kidding me, man? No. I'm telling you, if this if this hits, you've got to be
4: kidding.
0: Oregon me. State over Utah.
4: Chris Sanders for a third consecutive week goes out Four, to the pack. Team points.
0: Yep,
4: 13 oh, it's No, it's actually 14 Oh, it went to 14? Oh,
0: okay, good. So
4: Oregon day. State is a 14, the Beavers hosting the number 15 Utah Utes and they are a 14 point dog going to be sick of this. If ends. he <laughs> get, That it's would over. be 30 and a half points over 2 weeks. That that would that would be right up there with the top ranked back-to-back wins if it happens. Go, so Oregon State. Is your girlfriend from the Pac-12?
3: No, no. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, she's an Alabama
0: fan. That's the crazy part.
4: Oh, well, you we can't were, pick any going of their games. Him
0: over Alabama, but no, it, we would be friends.
4: Yeah. All right, that brings us to Darren McFarland, looking for his first win, and he has the floor.
0: The hits, the homers, the double plays. It's how you feel
2: when we win. So catch Andy Indian be a fever. Be a believer in the <laughs> <Cleveland Indians. laughs> All right, this just is unprecedented. with enthusiasm. This is unprecedented, okay? When you're in a funk, and I'm just, I can't believe I'm going to do this, but I'm going to stay with them. I'm going to hang in there and give it another Another whirl, another whack at it <laughs> I'm going to stay in West Virginia and I'm going to take the mountaineers again at home
0: oh,
2: it's against it's Iowa State
4: and the 10 points give me the 10 West Virginia for a second straight week playing at home as a dog 10point dog against the Iowa State cyclones hmm interesting pick I would I, I'm a little surprised it's 10 with them playing at home me too. I don't know what's up there. Why is like Iowa State solid, but they're not any uh, great shakes, right? Ten point dog at home. I, I mean, it was ten and a half I'm against just a, this an eleventh
2: ranked Texas team. Yeah, and now it's ten with an unranked Iowa
4: State team. Yeah, intriguing. Is there some injuries that remember? Remember, uh, there was that time where you you picked TCU, and then the quote came out that our seventh string safety's in the game. Yeah, because we have no safety. Yeah. That, that did happen. Sometimes that, uh, that information does come out. All right, that brings us finally. He's been waiting patiently, he's been sitting back. He's been absent. He's been kind of a mystery man the last couple weeks, and it hasn't helped him in the standings, let's be honest. Nick Kale, the rookie, with the final pick of week seven.
0: Did last week with
2: Rutgers. All right, boys, let's get it going. (laughs) (laughs) I'm back,
3: and I need to hold up. And I got to tell you, I I can't believe that I'm picking dead last, and I am sixth in this contest this week.
4: And the Texas Longhorns have not been selected.
2: I took them last year, and it worked. I got to be honest. It got me back in the contest. I took them last year, and it worked.
3: In the spot. What do we have, Kamish?
2: It's ten and a half. The Red River the shootout. I think last year it was seven. I think the line was seven last year, and I hit <clears throat> hit with it. I don't know. Texas is getting their players back, too, so I don't know.
4: I like it. Texas well, it, is, is a ten and a half point dog in the Red River shootout against the Oklahoma Suitors, as they're in reference. An amazing game last year. Back and forth. Texas jumped way ahead. Kyler Murray... Made some incredible plays to get Oklahoma back in it. Now it'll be Jalen Hurts in his first chance. Playing in the Cotton Bowl, which uh, down the road, the Predators and the Stars will be going head-to-head on January 1st. So exciting game ahead, Saturday at 11.
2: I like it. Look, I had it. It was either going to be Texas, West Virginia, or, yeah, those two. I like the most.
4: All right. It is time to review... The picks for week seven, silly underdog style. The contest brought to us, of course, by Volunteer Hose and Gasket. So let's review. Derek Mason, the first pick of week seven, goes to the Big Ten and goes for the bomb, goes for a game changer, goes for the Rutgers Scarlet Knights, coming in at one and four and coming off a 48 to seven thrashing last week at home. This week, they're a 27 and a half point dog. On the road at Indiana. Derek says Indiana's not for real. They can't get it done. Rutgers will go in and pull the upset. We will have a story if that one wins. Next up, Kelly Holcomb, defending champion. Falling back into second place, but staying with the strategy. Short, controlled gains. Goes into the Sun Belt and selects the Texas State Bobcats, a three-point dog, playing at home against the UL Monroe Warhawks. That game does not have top billing on ESPN this week. It will be played tonight, though, on ESPNU, so you can keep an eye on it. Chase McCabe, picking third. By the way, that's where we are today.
2: That game is on television. It is on te- television. Like yeah. There was a time that you couldn't get that on the radio, that game. <laughs> now it's on television. Would that have meant that you couldn't pick it in Silly Underdogs? No. Well, the general. The, used, only rule is the general to have,
4: used to pick games. We'd have to search for the score. Yeah, uh, we do. We do have to verify that Texas State has stands on both sides of the <laughs> field, though, because that that was a rule put in years ago. <laughs> I'm assuming that that is the case at Texas State because they do love football down there. Chase McCabe, looking for his first win, selects the Florida Gators, a 13 and a half point dog, despite being undefeated and ranked seventh in the country, as they travel to take on Ed Orgeron and the LSU Tigers pair of undefeated teams. Chris Sanders coming off the huge win in the Pac-12 from the Stanford Cardinal. Says, why not? Let's go for it again. He's in the lead in the competition. And he'll take this week the Beavers of Oregon State. A 14-point dog playing at home against the 15th-ranked Utah Utes. Then finally, not finally, second to last, Darren McFarlane. Selects for a second straight week. West Virginia. This week a 10-point home dog against Iowa State after being a double-digit dog last week and losing to Texas. Darren says the second time will be effective. And then finally, Nick Kale from Morning Drive, absent the last two weeks, trying to get back into the competition, goes to the Red River Shootout, an often-picked game in our competition over the years. The Texas Longhorns are a ten-and-a-half-point dog facing their arch-rival, the Oklahoma Sooners. Remember, you can play our contest by going online, thegamenashville.com. You get to pick three games each week, and we have the weekly prizes. We announce them every Thursday at noon. Those are the picks for week number seven in the Silly Underdog Contest. And, gentlemen, good luck. Whatever.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have to say that, whatever.
4: Guys, have a great
2: week. Good luck on Friday, and we'll talk to you next week.
3: (laughs) All right, fellas. See you
1: guys.
2: Forever Titan, Chris Sanders, Kelly Holcomb d Nick Kale, both of them from Morning Drive every day, 6 until 10 a.m. That'll do it for this week's installment of Silly Underdog Picks. We'll come back more of Darren, Donnie, and Chase live from Pete and Terry's Tavern. ESPN 1025, the game. All right, little doors bringing us back from the break. Good <laughs> atmosphere here in Pete and Terry's Tavern. Good lunch crowd. Indoors and outdoors. And we are enjoying the great food here. If you're downtown, you're looking for a place to hang out for lunch, this is your spot.
1: I'm just telling you. We uh, Good food, good atmosphere. Yeah, definitely. And we have news. Uh, according to Pork and Bean Jones on Twitter, I have been designated for assignment, and Jared Stillman has been placed on the active roster after hearing that I picked Florida and Silly Underdogs. I don't think that's accurate, but apparently I'm, uh, I'm, I'm uh, being designated for assignment. He doesn't like that pick. I'm I, desperate. I noticed a lot of people went went high.
2: Yeah, had a lot of big games picked. No, uh, no chipping away. A little two Other than Kelly, everybody think about it. We got a 27 and a half point game, which is silly. 13 and a half, 14, 10 and 10.5. 10
1: and Like I said, Kelly's little three pointer. But, you know, what's funny is Kelly takes a little three-pointer, but that's what's worked for him. Now, he's going to have to get a little more creative if Chris continues to hit these big Well, if uh, he hits Oregon State, he'll he'll be forced to throw down field. Right. But, you know, I, I like your pick of going to West Virginia. I thought about that again. I thought about Texas, but I'm like, eh. Desperate times call for desperate measures. So, Vandy's got a layup game against UNLV. I mean, if they
2: don't beat UNLV at home, then, you know, I don't know what we're talking about the rest of the year. So, they, they're going to re- get their second win of the season. Now, the question is, in Knoxville, the really? Vols are a seven-point underdog at home to Mississippi State. Yep. This is not Dak Prescott and Dan Mullen as the head coach and quarterback. Okay, this is not Jeffrey Simmons on defense. Which, by the way... I should have brought this up to Terry. We covered a lot of ground when you went downstairs.
1: Jeffrey Simmons sounds like he's getting pretty yeah, darn close. We talked about that. they coming um, back. We talked about that the last couple days. And of, what that could do report. for them.
2: Now I don't know how much he can contribute, but if you remember, Sean Evans, it took him about, you know, second half of the season to get going. Yeah. And who knows if there is a, an important stretch run for them in the final four to six games. Yep. Let's hope that it's there's stuff at stake and it, it's important.
1: Who knows what, what he could do for them? I don't think he makes a huge impact right away, but what I think it does do. That would be a little naive yeah, to yeah, think, yeah. right? It, what I think it does do is if you're a team and all of a sudden you see Jeffrey Simmons is in the lineup and whether they're rotating him in and out and using him in certain packages, even though you know, okay, well, he's been hurt, he didn't have training camp, he just got back to practice. This is his first game. He's a rookie. Into the back of your mind, you're like, "Okay, he's probably not going to do too much, but you can't ignore him." So, it does add that sense of they're going to have to, you know, game plan, him, you know, for him and that could open up some opportunities for somebody else. So, to to be able to make a play. So, it doesn't help you a ton, but at least it's like, "All right, the first round picks in there." Who knows what he can do. And then as you said, you know, like Rashawn Evans, it took him a while to get kind of get his legs under him. If that happens, and then the last three, four games of the season, all of a sudden Jeffrey Simmons is starting to, to feel it and he's starting to play like you need him to play, then that's just another weapon you can use down the stretch. So it's encouraging that apparently he is ahead of schedule and looking like he could come back next week and be activated and, and start practicing. Yeah. Uh, we had a little fun.
2: With the Redskins and Dolphins talking about that game. I was looking at Jimmy Shapiro, okay, betonline.ag. They actually have. We were, Do they have tie on Yes, it? <laughs> yes. There is actual odds if that game will end in a tie. We had fun with that. Yes is a plus 1,200, so 12 to 1 on I'd yes. Throw, I'd throw a little something on that. Minus 2,500 for no. So 1 to 25 huh. on no.
1: But 12 to 1 for yes, bad. it would end in a tie. That's not crazy odds. No. Uh, good value there. So, I mean, <laughs> who knows? I, like I said, I'm not going to watch that game. But I, I think it'd be hilarious. How about this one?
2: Will the Dolphins score a point in the second half of this game? You know why they're asking? Because they haven't in a, in a while. The Dolphins. Listen to this. No, listen to this. This is amazing. The Dolphins have been outscored 81 to nothing so far in the second half of this season. Yeesh. Let me just repeat that. 81 to nothing. The Dolphins have been outscored 81
1: to nothing in second halves this season. That's bad. I, I can't imagine what it would be like playing for that team and knowing that, hey, we're not very good. We're we're pretty much tanking for Tua at this point. Trying to get better for the future, but this season doesn't necessarily matter. That is a like I couldn't do that because I'm too competitive. Like I, I just I can't imagine what the guys in that locker room. I well, mean, they're some, not. they not. Have asked for trades. First so. of all, they're not tanking for Tua. the players are not tanking for Tua. They don't give a crap about that.
2: Right. The organization can tank for Tua. By surrounding them with crappy players and trading all the good players away well, like they've and that's, done.
1: That's what they've done. So. Right. And you you and can you look at it either way. Ryan look
2: Fitzpatrick at and Josh Rosen, who are the worst quarterbacks in the league as your star, awesome. as your quarterbacks. Awesome. So the players are not tanking for Tua. They don't give a two you-know-whats about Tua. They're not interested in that. they got their own future to worry about. But the organization can certainly set it up for failure. But to well, know done a that, good they, job of that to know that they have been outscored eighty one to nothing in the second half this season is unbelievable. It's just a, That's un- a unbelievable.
3: Willie. As Willie
2: puts on his headset. Let me give you a stat of the day. Stat of the day? Miami has been outscored. There is a line. I was reading Jimmy Shapiro lines because we were having fun Jimmy. with the Redskins and Dolphins tie. By the way, the game ended in a tie is only at twelve to one. <laughs> in other words, that's not, these teams that's just not cannot crazy. Be of right, that's not crazy odds okay. for a game to end in a tie, no, twelve right. to one. But it said one of the other odds was: will the Dolphins score a point in the second half of this game? And you're like, well, that's ridiculous. Like, what a what a silly prop bet. Well. When you know that the Dolphins have been outscored eighty-one to nothing in the second half this season, there's a reason why that's a prop. Bet. Okay, okay, that's they have not it- scored a point in the second half of any game this season. Yeah, that's not good. Unbelievable. And by the way, I think this is the debut because they've got prop bets on it. Is this not the debut week of Rob uh, Gronkowski, Gronk, in the booth?
4: Is that is yeah. it happening that quick? Yeah. Are they throwing yes. him right in there? He's on the yeah, pregame cause... show tonight on Fox pre-game and show. halftime. Oh, so he's
2: doing the he's doing pregame and half halftime tonight.
4: Yep, he will be in uh, Times Square while the game goes on in Boston. Okay,
2: so here's some prop bets. With that being said, for Max, here's some prop bets. Will Gronk spike the ball on air <laughs> tonight? Uh, yes is nine to four. <laughs> really? No
4: is minus three fifty. I mean, I know he's got Two some to great, seven. he's got some great spikes, but you know, it's not like he's the only guy that's ever spiked the ball. I would think to me that's not a thing. I would say no. Of no course is, all, all somebody's gotta do is call up A hey, Gronk, uh got a little action on you spiking the ball. Can you guys figure that out? Can you get that done for me?
2: It does make you wonder, like, right? Like how, that's dumb. Like you shouldn't have problems. Well, I'm on sure that. but I'm sure though, for stuff like this that you could actually, if you had that ability, I mean, it's there's very few people, right, that have that ability. Like, but he a knows a lot of people. Yeah, but I mean, that could actually influence it. Like, I'm sure there's like the, when you have stuff like this out there, usually they have a minimum. Yeah, or I mean, a maximum. Like the most you could do is like a thousand dollars or something. They won't let you just walk into a book sports book and say, "I want you know a right. hundred thousand on Gronk spiking the ball."
1: Yeah, there's usually. There's usually a cap on it. But I'd say maybe.
4: I'd say maybe so. But he'll do it. Let's, let's be 100% honest here. If you're betting on that with no knowledge and you just think it's fun, you, you, might, yeah. have a, you might have a problem. Yeah. You, you <laughs> might have a problem. Or you maybe do
2: have a problem. Or you just <laughs> think that you, you have a good gut feeling that could happen. Right? One, one way or the other. 1-800-GAMBLER. Will Christian McCaffrey break the NFL yards from scrimmage record this season?
1: What's What are the odds? Yes. That? I'd say yes is 5-1. to, five to one. Okay. How many yards no does he have No is
2: minus 1,000. The NFL record yeah, is yards yes. from scrimmage, right? Yards so it's from rushing, scrimmage. receiving, not yes. the, not return yards. Do you know who holds the current record?
4: Is it LT? Ladainian Tomlinson. That is a great guess and incorrect. Uh, Chase,
1: who holds the from yards from scrimmage? Yes.
2: Come on, the next one will be right. You got to go, Marshall Falk. Yeah, that's Marshall Falk. No, it's not him. But I, I mean, you got to – Ladainian Tomlinson, Marshall Falk. But you
4: could you could get like Curtis Martin. Is it okay? Yeah. Let me those ask you. This. Type of guys. Is it somebody that had two thousand yards rushing in a season? Answer. Yes. Okay. Uh,
2: Barry Sanders? Is- Barry Sanders would be a very good guess, right? Yeah. But- He's got to be on that list. No. Adrian Peterson? Yeah. Nah. Chris Johnson? Adrian Peterson. The answer is CJ2K. Is it? Chris Johnson oh. in 09, 2,500. And nine yards, wow. two thousand five hundred nine yards, is the current NFL record yards from scrimmage. McCaffrey is on pace for twenty-seven seventy-one. Well, he
4: just had such a monster game last week; just unbelievable.
1: Did, so, did he break Derek's record? Because didn't Derek have?
4: Well, Derek had it, but you had to return. Yeah, return he, yards. He, he had all. Purpose this this purpose. does that's not right. have this. Is, yeah, that's all purpose. All this purpose. is yards from scrimmage. Wow, see that's interesting because CJ was not known as a great receiver. No, so he had the bulk of those no, on, the, year, on the ground, but he had a couple of long ones. Remember, there was yeah. one where they forgot to pick him up, and he got like a ninety-yard touchdown pass. Yeah. I think that was that year. Little screen.
2: No, no, that yeah. was here. That was against the Texans. That wasn't the year that he had. That was like two thousand. It was about a 50, 60 yarder Well, still, you're it's right. A big chunk. No one was. Uh, he just goes out to the left side. Nobody goes nobody nobody out there picked with him. him up. Him. Nobody.
4: But he so he still only had like four hundred and something yards receiving. It's not like McCaffrey, who could easily have a thousand receiving yards to go with however many gets. That's why I was thinking Ladainian Tomlinson because he would get fifteen hundred rushing and then another seven eight hundred easy on on the on the ground. Seemingly, anyway. All right.
2: All right. Last thing, I want you guys to try to nail down the seven teams. They've got seven teams that have odds to get the first overall pick. So just. Willie, start off. Just go back and forth. Well, the Dolphins by uh, okay. are number one. Next. Redskins. Dolphins one, Redskins two. Next. Uh, well, let's see who else is tanking. Uh, I'll put it this way. I don't agree the with Jets. Third. It's Jets, but they're once they get everybody Darnold and all them back, they're
1: not gonna. Oh, well, Darnold's supposed to be back this week. Really. Right. So they've that got won't Jets, keep the Jets fans
4: for from cheering for a tank.
1: No, but they're third. Cincinnati. Bengals are
4: fourth. This is where where it's going to start getting tricky. You might have a team that has a win here. Arizona.
2: Arizona is seventh. Atlanta. Atlanta is sixth. No way. Atlanta ahead of Arizona? I know. Arizona, definitely. I don't agree with Arizona being seventh. You haven't named five guys.
4: Five guys? You mean the Uh, (laughs) – We just ate, so I'm not even really that hungry. Uh – I don't have the list of the teams in front of me. Um, The Giants? Great guess. No. No?
2: Great guess. No. The
1: Pittsburgh Steelers?
2: Great guess. No. There's a reason why I'm bringing this up. The Broncos? The Denver Broncos. They're fifth. So the Falcons, who the Titans have already played, that's one of their wins. The Broncos, fifth on this list. Who's up next? gotta be honest that's what's a little scary about the titans right now they're two and three and oh by the way those those the chiefs and the saints and those other really good teams
4: they haven't played yet
1: no no and that's Texans twice we 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 talked about that
4: is what what could sting at the end of the season is the missed opportunity it's not that they're two and three because the record itself isn't that that bad you're still in it but missing the opportunities that they've sort of left on the table against what we think are middle-of-the-road teams, right? They, the Colts, Bills still, I, I, I don't know. And then the Jags, you know, they've lost to the three teams that don't wow you. When, you. when you say they should be something, I mean, we would agree they
1: should be 3-2. 3-2. I mean, they I, I, they, they should have beaten Indy.
4: You, you can sit there and go they could be 4-1 and one because the, both home games they had right in the palm of their hand. But yeah. being realistic, I think they should have gotten one of those two. Yeah, I'd, I'd feel I okay about where they are if they're three and two. Yep. yep. But, two and three, it's one game difference. But you know, right. it's, That's at the end, of- it's going to come down to one or two games at the most. Fourth and final hour, we kick
2: it off with Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus. That is next on Darren Donick and Chase, ESPN 1025, The game.